Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I had decided that I really wanted to have a co-founder. And that is a pretty big decision in itself. It's basically, you know, you're deciding that you want to marry someone and that you want to bring them into your life and spend the majority of your waking hours with that person. You got to pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kapp, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara from Unstoppable, and I'm super excited to have our next guest here, Afton Vachiri. Very, very excited to have you here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. 
So Afton is the CEO and co-founder of Modern Fertility. I'm so excited to have her on the show to chat with us and educate us about just this entire field and all of the exciting things that they're doing. But modernfertility.com, Modern Fertility is making personalized fertility information more accessible to women everywhere. And the company provides fertility hormone essentials so women can be proactive about their reproductive health, whether they want kids or not. And prior to Modern Fertility, Afton and I were just talking a little bit about her background. She was in healthcare private equity, strategic operations at various health tech startups, and most recently ran the consumer tools division at 23andMe. She is on the National Leadership Council of the Society for Science and the Public and graduated from Wake Forest. Woohoo! Great, great school and degrees in neuroscience and business entrepreneurship. So welcome, Afton. Very excited to have you here. Thank you. I still always blush when anybody reads my bio, but the science fair part of it is new. It's the the National Science Fair Foundation, which I did in high school. And so every time I, I hear that as a part of it, I get I get really excited again. <laughs> you all get all giddy. That's awesome. Oh, I want to hear more about this. Okay. So first of all, tell us a little bit about the mission behind Modern Fertility and how did you get this idea to start this company? Yeah. So Modern Fertility is all about taking fertility from something that is very reactive and making it something that's very proactive. And so my introduction to the whole infertility space was actually in my my first job out of school. I worked at a healthcare private equity fund in New York. And so my job was to identify sectors of healthcare that were interesting, growing, had some consolidation potential. And so just because of my personal interests, I ended up spending a lot of time in women's health. And then within women's health, I ended up going really deep on fertility and infertility. And so from a private equity perspective, infertility was really interesting. It had a self-pay demographic, which meant it was a lot of people paying out of pocket for these procedures. It was rapidly growing. And so I ended up leading the diligence for investing in a whole network of IVF clinics and labs. And so it was through that process, I learned the business of infertility. I learned the science of infertility, but it was really the emotional aspect that stuck with me. I had to go into IVF clinics in New York City and just talk to these women, these executives who had never been told that fertility declined with age or had never been told that IVF wouldn't work for every single person. And I really felt that at the age of, oh gosh, you're 22 when you you graduate. And I think when you go into your first job, that I had this unique insight into this this world of fertility and infertility that I wouldn't be talking about with my girlfriends for another decade. And so that experience really stuck with me. And just, you know, fast forward, I ended up leaving private equity, moved out to, to San Francisco, ended up joining a a variety of early stage companies, most recently 23andMe. And then I realized that I was waiting until later in life to start my own family. And I tried to get my fertility hormones tested because I learned about those tests and these kind of baseline tests that you could do back when I was in private equity. And my OBGYN said no, and that I wasn't actively trying and failing to conceive. And so they weren't going to order the tests. So I had to go into an infertility clinic, got the tests. And when I finally got them done and had that conversation with a reproductive endocrinologist, an IVF doctor, I was just so empowered. I was informed about my own body. I had a conversation with my doctor, my partner, myself about my timeline. And then I just started talking to my friends about it. And that was really the aha moment. And that these women that I was talking to were asking for and demanding 
demanding more information about their bodies so that they could make the decisions that were right for them. And that was the, the start of modern fertility. How could we take the same exact laboratory tests that were done in an infertility clinic when a female or a couple was having trouble getting pregnant out of the clinic into women proactively at a fraction of the cost in a super easy to access format? We have a simple finger prick, like what diabetics use that you can do at home and, and ship in. That's so interesting. So why do you think that the traditional approach to fertility no longer like really serves women? How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, The Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including 
the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell, or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year? Yeah, I think that's such a great question. I've thought about this a lot. and I think that there's three main reasons driving it. And the first and largest is really that women are waiting until later in life to start their families. Millennial women are waiting longer than any generation in the history of the U.S. to start their families. The average age of first birth in major metropolitan cities is now 31 years old. And so as you start to think about kid number one or kid number two or kid number three, your fertile timeline can overlap with the metapausal transition. It's biology. We're living longer, yet our you know transitions into menopause and our overall fertile window is still exactly the same yet as a society we have not changed the education system we've not changed the healthcare system to provide this education proactively to women that are now needing this information earlier to make the decisions that are right for them and so that plays out in the statistics now we have one in six couples that are struggling to get pregnant with age being the the largest driver The second is that 20% of millennials identify as LGBTQ, where the traditional definition of (laughs) infertility and fertility just doesn't apply anymore. And so when you start to look at the new construct of a family, new constructs of couples, it's amazing, but we just, we need new rules. We need new technologies. We need more information. And then I guess the the third is, is more of a more of a request. I think it's more, you know, we're so used to having all of this information about clean beauty products. We're so used to knowing in our hint water that it, it doesn't have chemicals in it and that it's it's safe. Like how come fertility is just still a black box? And I think that really there is just a lot of confusion around, you know, as we have these new requirements, you know, what fills that gap? Really interesting. I had, as you're talking, I I remember an interview that I had with Maria Shriver around hormones and a great, great episode that we did. And, you know, she's done a ton of research around hormones and Alzheimer's. And so it's not just about really understanding, you know, can I get pregnant? 
you know, what are sort of the issues, you know, around sort of that whole world. But also there's a lot of other things that are going on in people's bodies that could actually be damaging to the brain. And anyway, I just, I thought it was really, really fascinating. Yeah. That uh, just another reason why, you know, it's important to actually really understand where your hormone levels are, you know, and one thing that she talks about too is in that podcast, I remember was like, after, you know, women have a baby, it's, you know, it's a time when you are depleted from so many of your hormones. And then you end up, people call it pregnancy brain or, you know, or new mommy, there's depression, there's like other things where it sort of, you know, manifests itself in different ways. But if you were actually to be able to use your kit to really understand that kind of information, I mean, I could talk about this all day. I think that, you know, we call hormones your fertility detectives. And when we talk about reproductive health, we really talk about it as a huge part of women's health. And whether you want kids or not, understanding your reproductive health is just so important. And by looking and testing your hormones, it just, it helps to build out a picture. Just like, you know, when we think about more common types of of blood testing, cholesterol testing, when you test your cholesterol, it's not going to tell you if you are going to get a stroke and and die tomorrow of a heart attack, but it will help you understand where your body is and how you should think about risk, how you should think about your diet, how you should think about planning. And when we think about reproductive health and your hormones, they're really your fertility detectives. Because when you look at your body on the the outside, you could do yoga every single day. You could drink all the green juice and just live a healthy lifestyle, yet your reproductive health could be on an entirely different page. And so we have to combine this kind of, you know, what's on the the inside with what's on the, the outside to truly have that comprehensive picture. And I think that, you know, in the US, because having a baby is not a right, it's a privilege. We have no federal coverage for infertility. And so the way that the system equips us to have this infertility information, it just, it's not there. And so the reason that we started Modern Fertility was really to fill that information gap. We really just started as a fertility information company. And we knew that hormones were just a a key part of having that baseline, that overall picture. So we started with the Modern Fertility Hormone Test. Uh, We recently launched two other hormone tests that you could take, pregnancy and ovulation. So you can zoom into your cycle and actually see whether you want kids or not. Are you ovulating every month? And so it's just the amount that you can learn about your body through hormones is, is fascinating. Super fascinating. So we're recording this, hopefully coming out of COVID, although I mean, optimist over here, but fingers crossed, but how has COVID impacted fertility as you see it? Yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of COVID, at the beginning of the the shutdown, I think so many direct-to-consumer companies or just products that you could buy online really saw a hit. And we were definitely included in that bundle. We didn't know what was going to happen. And just purchase behavior just shifted across the the board. And so I would say that, yeah, for that, every company, um, whether they were accelerating sales or (laughs) plummeting, kind of threw their their 2020 plan out the window and had to go back to the basics and, and figure out how they were going to think about their their company, their workforces, growth for the next year. And so we definitely 
went through that exercise and were fortunate to be able to keep our entire team during that period. But quickly, kind of coming out of that, we really saw that COVID kind of accelerated a lot of trends that we were already seeing in our business. And so we really saw that more women were starting to think about their families proactively because they didn't know if they felt comfortable going into the healthcare system with the risk of of COVID. They were trying to think through, do I want to get pregnant in this environment or not? And so I would say, you know, quickly coming out of that dip, we really just saw this this acceleration, which was certainly a, a silver lining and helpful for us as we just started to really just push education and and helping folks understand the the nuances. So yeah, I think we're doing well today and have really just looked at this period of time and done a lot of surveys and and tried to understand how consumer behavior around fertility and reproductive health is shifting. That'll be super, super interesting when you guys have more of that out because I've definitely wondered you know, is it is it a good thing that everybody's sitting in the same house together or is it not a good thing, right? Yeah. Like I think it's it will be fascinating also to just see like what does that do to your system, right? Like what stress creates around that as well. So yeah, I have a few stats if you're yeah. interested you were interested in the same thing of would, you know, we see this massive baby boom or, or not, would it go in the opposite way? And so we, at the beginning of the year, we had partnered with SoFi, a financial technology company to survey women and people with ovaries about how financial health and careers tied with fertility and family planning goals. And so we reached back out to that same cohort of a couple thousand respondents and asked them how COVID had shifted their family planning goals. And so this was at the beginning of COVID. So I'll caveat this that we don't know, no one knows exactly how things have continued to evolve now that we've kind of been in this state for a longer period of time. But 49% of respondents were delaying kids. And the top two reasons were money related. 60% wanted to have more money saved, and 51% said that they wanted a higher salary first. So it was really the economic uncertainty paired with COVID that was driving a lot of those decisions. And what I thought was super interesting is whether people were making 20000 a year or $200,000 a year, that response didn't change. They still wanted more money and more stability as we navigated through this time, which I think that there's a lot of ways you could could dive into that stats. And then also within that, a lot of the respondents cited travel as a reason that they were looking to delay. Uh, 47% of the respondents listed travel as the influential factor in, in delaying kids. So interesting. Really, really interesting. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that too. So today about one in six opposite sex couples struggle with infertility. What do you think is the solution? Well, I might be a bit biased, but I, I think the biggest, most actionable step that we can all take today is information. It is truly having a conversation about fertility and infertility out in the open without stigma, thinking about fertility and infertility just as, as a part of our overall health, and then understanding our bodies, understanding our hormones as step one. I truly think that information can provide such a solution in this space because that is just the most addressable portion 
version of the equation that we can interact with today. You know, I think a lot of folks would say that, you know, IVF or egg freezing would be the the solution. And, you know, I've, I've thought about this a lot and I just, I'm not sold. I think that egg freezing is an amazing technology and is an amazing solution for some women, but it is expensive, it's invasive, and it's not an insurance policy. It changes your odds, but there's still a lot <laughs> that can happen between freezing your eggs and achieving your family planning goals. And so I don't know if that's going to be the technology that reaches mainstream adoption. I, I think the industry needs to invest more in technologies that that give women and people with ovaries more, more flexibility. And the same goes with IVF. I think that IVF is an amazing technology. It will continue to be an option for some families, but still remains you know, incredibly expensive and, and inaccessible to the masses. And so I think that information is free. It's something that we can have up front. And then where we decided to kind of come in is to, to supplement that with additional kind of baseline information so that women and people with ovaries could have that more informed conversation with their doctor. I agree. So we have lots of people who listen to this podcast who are interested in starting companies. And obviously you have great background, but what do you think was like the biggest thing that you learned? I mean, it's not just about having an idea too. It's also, you and I briefly talked about growing a team and, you know, getting capital. Like, what do you think were, I guess, the hardest things or the things that you didn't realize, like when you were going and starting this? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think, you know, everybody just has, I think, slightly different answers to this. When I think back, it was really, you know, I quit my job not having the idea for modern fertility in mind. And so when I eventually centered in on the idea for modern fertility, I had decided that I really wanted to have a co-founder. And that is a pretty big decision in itself. It's basically, you know, you're deciding that you want to marry someone and that you want to bring them into your life and spend the majority of your waking hours with that person. (laughs) And I remember, you know, talking to some of my friends and telling them, hey, I want a co-founder. Is there anybody that, you know, you would would recommend that I talk to? And having friends, former colleagues, mentors refer people in their network to you. I mean, it was the most humbling experience. But I also remember just being terrified to even make that ask. I, I probably sat on that email for a week, just mustering up the courage to, to send and ask ask for people to kind of put their name out on the line to make those connections. And so I think that, you know, any early stage company, and we talked about this a bit, it's a series of like taking risks, which start really small and then grow a lot bigger over time. And it's just kind of continuing to put one foot in front of the other and make more decisions. And then, yeah, I guess all of a sudden you, you have a company. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Who's your co-founder? Yeah, so my co-founder's name is Carly Leahy. She's amazing. She really kind of came from the brand content marketing side of the world. She started her career in in Boston at Digitas, then went over to Google, helping to get their small businesses online, and then went over to Uber Experiments, which launched Uber Eats, Uber Health. And so, yeah, I was introduced to her through a friend of friend, and we started working together. And yeah, she quit her job. We went through Y Combinator, a startup kind of ecosystem out in the Bay Area, and yeah, now spend a lot of time together, which is great. She's fantastic. <laughs> I just interviewed another Y Combinator graduate 
recent Y Combinator graduate, a product called Chef. Oh, interesting. That, yeah, really, really cool. And actually, Jeff Ralston, I don't know if you met him in the process, but Jeff is, I think he's president of Y Combinator, but he he was our first investor. He's a friend of mine. And anyway, he thought this idea for starting a beverage company was absolutely crazy. <laughs> but he's like, if anybody like figures it out, it's going to be you. And so he put the first money in. And now he's quite happy that he did. But he's such a great guy. And and anyway, I have so much mad respect for Y Combinator, because I think like what they do in you know, just organizing and pushing people to actually develop, you know, and and really kind of set that. Sometimes I think you just need almost like a coach to sort of like say, you know, when I was interviewing Joey Gracia from Chef, he was saying that, like he had said, okay, we'll have it together in 30 days. We'll have our site built. And they said, no, you have three. Like, you know, and he was like, I can't do it in three. And they were like, get as far as you can. Like, this is what, because you're going to blow the whole thing up anyway and go do it. So again, like, I think what they provide for so many, you know, entrepreneurs, the structure and all different kinds of ideas. So it's super, super, very, very cool. But, but so you found your match for your co-founder and different skill sets, which I always, you know, share with people. Did you guys both have kind of stories around fertility? I mean, do you think passion? I always talk about like passion trumps experience too. And obviously you guys were, you're not OBGYNs or you're not, but you're coming from a place of like this being of interest to you. And did you feel like that was sort of a, you know, commonality that you both shared? Yeah. So while I kind of came from the medical side, I'm not an OBGYN, I'm not a doctor, but I had been kind of seeped in the medical side. I had a network of reproductive endocrinologists and OBGYNs with private equity and finances. It was really kind of this operational focus, but I knew the importance of brand. And I knew that modern fertility had to be something that women wanted to consume. And we had to talk to her and engage her like her OBGYN that was also her best friend. And in order to create that, it really had to be a partnership between me and Carly. And so Carly did not know anything about fertility when we had our first meeting. She took the meeting and kind of heard me out. And when you hear the story from her, it's really that she made it her mission to convince her former self of the importance of this information because she was the type of person that, you know, grew up. I love it. Her mom stayed at home. She had sisters and she just was always, you know, hard charging with her career. And I think, you know, when she went deep on all of this information and understood the nuances, she just couldn't believe what she didn't know. And so I think that, you know, we had this combination of this more kind of, I struggled to say not expert perspective, but just kind of industry perspective combined with like learning all of this for the first time. And I think fusing that together really helps us create something that resonated. And then the first thing that we did from there was we knew the importance of partnering with the medical community to do this. And so forming our medical advisory board and just having all of those doctors around the table as well to really, um, work with us to to make the best decisions. Very, very cool. So one thing that you mentioned before, you had some big news. You were in the process of a huge launch. Let us know 
what that is? Yes. So we are, I guess by the time this comes out, we will be live in 1500 Walmart stores and walmart.com with our pregnancy and ovulation tests, which I am so, so excited about. That's amazing. So it's nationwide. Yep, nationwide, all across the country. We just uh, made this really cool little Google Maps feature all the way across the US and Hawaii as well. I didn't realize that there were Walmarts in Hawaii, but it, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited. And I think, you know, when we started the company, it was really about accessibility. And I think from day one, you know, I grew up in a small town in, in Maryland. And so we really wanted to make modern fertility something that every woman could learn from no matter where she lived. And for us, Walmart is just this step forward of, you know, going to the same place to get your pregnancy and ovulation tests as you do toothpaste, but having a really modern experience in the aisle that's tied to broader education. So when you buy our pregnancy tests, when you buy our ovulation tests, you can get a free app. You have access to our weekly webinars. You just have all of this content and education that sits behind that. And then you can also engage with us, do research and, and push forward the space of women's health. And so I'm, I'm really excited and just so proud of the, the team. It's no small feat, as you know, to partner with retail and especially with a, a lean team and, and get on shelves. And so I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. And really getting to the Walmart audience, I think will be incredibly important. I mean, I think that there's, there's definitely an education around this, right? Unfortunately, it's hard to tell on a box, right? Like for us, I mean, when we launched Hint, like people were saying to us, oh, it tastes great. What's it sweetened with? And so, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Like you have to get the product in front of, not only in front of people for sale on shelves, but you also have to figure out through social and other aspects, how do you actually get this consumer? So exactly. I'm, I'm holding up our boxes now and yeah, it's the same way where you have on the back, you can learn all about them. You can learn our founding story. You can understand why you measure LH to learn more about ovulation and timing intercourse or insemination. And so, yes, that is, is spot on. That's awesome. Are you guys doing ads like on social in terms of like, like I could see video and, and stories just being such a part of your. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, I think we've really seen the most traction and other women and people with ovaries telling our story. Like when someone talks about the personal experience that they've had with modern oh, fertility, I mean, it's real, right? You have women that are just checking in that it opens up a dialogue with themselves and with their partners. One in a hundred women have premature ovarian insufficiency, which means, and this is with our, our core modern fertility hormone test. You can understand more about about kind of some of these broader levels, but one in a hundred yeah. women have premature ovarian insufficiency. And this has major impacts on fertility, your overall timeline, and it's tied with a lot of other medical conditions. And so I think that the stories yeah. on the extremes so are, are always the most powerful, but even just, you know, talking to someone that can genuinely talk about the benefits, arming and equipping themselves with information. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. And, you know, I think for us, we're, we're really proud to talk about Walmart as a partner and just continuing to let women know that for pregnancy and ovulation, you know, those often have more urgency to, to purchasing them. And so they can, you know, swing by their, their local retailer in addition to, to buying them on our site. Yeah, definitely. Really, really interesting. So I always ask this question of every one of our guests, what makes you unstoppable? What is the, the key thing that you think is really important 
and entrepreneurs. And you're on a different level, though. You're not just a typical entrepreneur. You're taking on, you know, a very complicated category that needs a lot of education, you know, and, and also just kind of taboo, you know, I think you're doing great things. I mean, you're doing things where you help people, right? Where, so what do you think makes you able to do that? Thank you for saying all of that. I mean, I really, I genuinely am so, so passionate about this space, about reproductive health, about proactive fertility information. Whenever I hear people talking about fertility or reproductive health on the street, I just, I think of that as such a win. I think of that as a win for society that we're starting to normalize some of these topics. And so I really think this unrelenting passion and view of how I want the world to be and just every single day waking up and trying to make progress against that, I find that just incredibly motivating for me personally. And I think, as you know, at at every phase of, of a startup, of a company, there are just so many highs and lows. And I think when you have that North Star, that passion can just kind of continue to get it through. And, you know, I think under that passion, there's just a ton of, of curiosity. And I think that that's something, even if entrepreneurs are in a space where they're they're not personally, you know, passionate about the space, our mission, there, there can be a curiosity that kind of creates that passion. And so for me as well in reproductive health, I think that, you know, fertility and reproduction is like the fundamental essence of humanity, right? And so when you really kind of take a step back and start to look at all of the science and innovation, I read about it for fun on weekends. Like I, I truly love it and it makes it not feel like work, which I think is is helpful when you're at uh, this stage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us a bit more, educating me for sure on this, but it makes me all the more interested in in your company and and what you're doing. And just as a founder, just going out and breaking down walls. And you talked about just so much that I'm really interested in. Just also, you talked about a lot of the doubts that you had. I have a book coming out in a month that I'm talking in the book. The core is really around you know, the fact that entrepreneurs definitely have doubts. They have doubters that think like, oh, that's not going to happen. You're never going to be able to make it happen. But it's really about trying and going out and, you know, doing what you can, which is what you're doing. I mean, which is so noble and just awesome. So, well, thank you so much. Where do people find you often on social? Are you on social? And obviously modernfertility.com, but where else find out more info. Yeah, you can go to modernfertility.com. You can find us on all social platforms on Modern Fertility. I'm Afton Vetri. Uh, DM me, find us in our community that is free to join. We we really just want to continue this conversation. And so have, having this conversation with you was just such an honor. I am a, a super fan as well. And this really meant the world. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. And if you guys liked this podcast, please give Afton super high marks and subscribe and all that kind of stuff. So thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at 
Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. 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 unstoppable.